What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I am Tyler Colombero, and I'm the host of this show. Then you are in the right place, my friend, especially for this episode, because we have the one, the only, Cameron Arias joining us today for a good little showdown. Cameron Arias is doing big things. He's had a lot of cool jobs. He's had a lot of experience on this earth. So he's a good man to ask some things about and to start a conversation with. So I think that we're going to have a good show here for you today. And also, there are some Symbiosis Now podcast stickers out there. If y'all want one, hit me up. I'm giving them out. They don't cost a thing for you. I just know people like stickers. So let's get these stickers passed out. Shit, tattoo it on your fucking forearm for all I care, man. Let's just get the word out. Because times like these inspire me to keep the conversations rolling with an open door policy. And be sure to like, share, subscribe. Do all those things on the social meds, would you please? And if not, that's okay too. Because we're rolling in to Symbiosis Town on the now train with Cameron Arias on the Symbiosis Now podcast. Hello and welcome back to Symbiosis Now. We're here live and local. (laughs) Yeah, I want this sound just in my head, you know, just to think about it. I don't know, it's like the perfect white noise for me to like focus. Imagine, like, how it is when you're, like, a news anchor, too, bro. Like, how whack that shit could be. Like, you'd just be, today, nine people lost their lives. You know? Like, no expression. It's kind of like, nine people lost their lives today. Now we're taking it over to Tom. Tom, you know? Tom, Tom. Tom's just like, how are you, Helena? We're here to talk about the death of nine people. Like, you know, it's just so fucking tone deaf, I feel like, most of the time. It is definitely. But that's the mainstream media, right? Which is hard to call mainstream media anymore, almost. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that it's great and it's bad because it's great because you're getting informed. It's bad because the problem with like a ten-year teacher, a ten-year reporter, is that there's no more uh, human like personality factor in the job, and then that the job is more. Uh, professionalized and specific to their work and what as a reporter as a whole they forget that they're a reporter and they came in the the profession to go to college and everything to pursue like not the truth but you know what I mean finding like a the juicy story that they all love and they want to write it and they want to be like the known person and then they get a job in the news and then they start reading off of the teleprompter and then they read so much teleprompter and eventually they're like 47 and all of a sudden they're talking about another shooting at a school and they didn't even realize what they're talking about they just reached the end of the teleprompter and they're like wait fuck i just clocked out and i just talked about like my son's friend died yeah you know what i mean yeah so at some point a job becomes your profession and then it's like a a pendulum swing of in the beginning you're ready to learn about anything and then sometimes it swings the other direction where all of a sudden you're cold to everything and then it becomes a your what you do in your profession once like the pendulum dies down somewhere in the middle so like an EMT for instance they come in and they're always like 
wide-eyed and like learning everything and then it swings the other way and they're like oh my god like I'm not throwing up anymore and like am I like cold and stuff and then it comes somewhere down in the middle where it's like people are gonna be crazy and I'm just gonna sit in the back of this ambulance I'm gonna do my job and it's not like this mom's gonna make me cry or nothing and I'm taking care of a child and bleeding and stuff and not it's not affecting me emotionally because my pendulum died down in the middle somewhere. Yeah, and it's not that I'm careless for the scenario either, right? Like right. you're saying, like you already swung that way thinking like, gosh, am I careless? Am I callous? Do I not Do mm -hmm. I not have empathy for the person that I'm trying to help? They may die right now, but you come somewhere in the middle. I feel like that happens with all types of trauma too. Like speaking on behalf of myself, like I feel like sometimes the trauma of a scenario can like come to this extreme like, oh no, that happened to me. And then it can swing back over to like, fuck that for happening to me and then you find somewhere in the middle like of like being victim and then being like uh i don't know oppressed i don't know i guess it's the same thing kind of but i don't know that's where i feel like i would go back in between yeah and i found somewhere in the middle finally where it's like you know that shit happened those few things happened this happened it just happened and like i have an experience and i felt like i rolled with the punches so well, let's just keep rolling with the punches like mm -hmm. you know um, same for an EMT. Like, it's kind of like, fuck, I got to roll with this shit. This is what I'm doing for 20 plus years, you know? Mm -hmm. And at some point, the stories you tell people aren't like specific to that moment where it's like the generosity and like the genuine feeling comes across in, in the story. So like you're telling someone a story and this event happened to you and you're retelling it because it was important to you. But at some point, the stories stop becoming important to you and more like this happened. You know what I mean? You're almost uh, dragged out of the story entirely and you're telling it as if it's an event that occurred. It was no, it's not up to me, but it happened and I'm telling you now. Not like uh, this event shaped my personality, my life my memory whenever this happens whenever i hear the song i think about this it's not something that became a part of your personal character but now it's like your pendulum died down in the middle and it's like yeah just the other week uh, i told this man to stop moving right in front of the water and and the power line was dangling and then sure enough he stepped forward and the power line connected to the water and he died yeah you know what i mean it's just another tuesday so at some point it's you all we all swing down to the middle but the with journalism and stuff like the reason why we're talking about this though too like should it like i know it's a job it's a profession but like you're supposed to be your job is to sincerely provide what you know about a situation at hand so that there's actually a freedom of the press right so we can actually talk about it and decide as a society what things we need to vote on what things we need to take action on how we need to be aware of what could possibly happen you know, mm -hmm. but when no one trusts any of those outlets anymore, it's kind of like everything's just up in the air. Right. And, and the metaverse is coming to take over. Like, you know, low key, oh, like, God, you know, Mark take Zuckerberg. daddy, take daddy role, you know. Oh, I'm smoking meats in my backyard <laughs> in our sweet baby race. But I can't smell it because it's in the metaverse. We don't have the smell connected yet. God. Oh, yeah. But sorry, uh, I went on a whole rant. But the whole point was to to point out the good and the bad of the media up to date. So, uh -huh. yeah, the news could be definitely leaning towards a different direction that you, then you see that's more objective and then you're realizing what you're listening to is subjective. 
So yes, certain uh, news organizations do do that. And the point, what I was trying to say is what changed is good because the good news is that now there's more outlets like YouTube and certain Spotify where you can choose more option or variety. So then uh, now it's genuinely like the main small identity almost of capitalism or what everybody thinks should be happening is that there's competition and then competition breeds innovation. Mm -hmm. And that at some point died down when like the big top owners of the certain collective of like the job that make a certain product got too big to where they just either bought out the underdog or they made a, the Amazon Basics version of their product at a lower price until they died and then they then they claimed it and they bought them out at just at a much lower rate than they offered in the first place. But because YouTube was such a left field thing because uh, of the internet, no one was prepared to see the the genuine future of YouTube becoming yeah. uh, leading to Spotify, leading to TikTok, leading to Vine, leading to everyone having a video outlet, letting everyone lead to their own audio outlet. And so anyone can choose out of their way to intake information that they feel like was their choice. And yes, the news is leaning to a certain direction, but anywhere you go now, it'll be your choice. Right. That's the difference. And a lot of it is almost kind of like upfront in your face, obvious agenda attached to the framing of of whatever is being talked about on the media source. But um, with that being said, I feel like most people drive away from that and they see it clear as day as like, dang, the framing of this, the agenda, the the propaganda that's just right here. They're not even trying very hard. You know, I think most people see it and then they go away from that. And we have the option to not just have to go back to that source. We can go find another source that's probably a little more honest and not trying to frame things only in a certain sphere. Right. You know, and, and most people do that, but there's always a mass part of the population that won't see those things or won't acknowledge that and will just always tune back to CNN or just back to whatever the main deal is, you know? Yeah. The It is changing, though. Like, gradually... Yeah. There are steps being taken in a certain direction that um, are in the like in the solid ground. We are making solid foundational changes. And uh, take for instance that before oh, Dick Cheney uh, repealed this law where you have to have both sides of the conversation when you report on certain things. He repealed this law, and so. Uh, after that, uh, news can uh, make be more make opinionated pieces legally, and so what happened was there's certain news outlets like Fox, and there's certain news outlets like CNN, and they don't necessarily need to have each other on to say the other side of the story, but they could just report one side of the story. So I get what you're saying, but the foundational change is now that's happening that's a positive is that because there's so many outlets that you can choose from now you can if you come into a situation knowing that you can back out at any point then you won't fall into prey into the idea of the sunk fallacy uh, uh, theory so what that is is that like so they say you listen to 
say the boomers, for instance, they are a generation that are going through this with us, but they didn't grow up with it or they, right. they weren't young enough to accept it into their daily life. Right. It just became forced upon them and then they had to learn. Yeah. Because no one. So you can read the news still. You can re- go on television and watch your TV still. But in reality, cable news is not modernized as much or updated as much as the internet or Spotify can or uh-huh. TikTok can as uh-huh. fast as they can. Right. So what's happening is the people that got used to watching television are still watching television. And those shows that were already on television already have a base. And the base is is won't leave because they fall prey to the sunk fallacy theory where it's like it's a... Uh, it's like a psychological theory that says that someone invested too much mental energy into something to uh-huh. where it became uh, like a part of their identity or like an eidetic like memory to them. So if they say that they are wrong or anything, then that's attacking their character as well. So they say, so if you attack this organization or this news thing, then it's as if you are insulting me and then I can't take that because I can't leave them because I already invested too much of my mental energy and my personality traits and character right. to avoid it. So right. I can't I can't watch anything else at mm-hmm. this point. So And the news that nowadays too, it's so interesting, those mainstream platforms that are still tied to the television only type thing, you see a lot of TikToks being shown on the news like they heard about it from TikTok. Like the media source just found out about it on TikTok. They didn't find out about it like really any other way, you know? And they use the videos, right? They acquire the video or whatever. It's pretty wild because it's kind of like, yeah, everyone already heard about that like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and now you guys are using this like, you know, from TikTok, which is weird. But also uh, most people on TikTok already saw all that, you know? But then you have a separate market that wants to catch up almost, right? Like, and what they missed because they don't do TikTok or whatever. And that falls to those people that just sit at their home and watch the television like on cable. Mm -hmm. What's crazy is before I deleted my Facebook account, I looked into – because in California at least, there's a law where everything has to be recorded for what they use your cookies or your information for and how do they use it to like sell and so when you go on facebook and you go on your personal information and then you go on your ads preference to you based off of your search histories and they look through all all your contacts and your phone numbers connected to your account and your addresses they see that the people around you watch this fox and then they say that you are religious and you're following these certain religious groups so then they follow, follow fox and so then they show you videos that are links to youtube videos of like jordan peterson or um Steven Crowder. Mm. And so I noticed that and I realized that I turned those personalized ads off because you can do that in California at least. But my mom had those same videos and I pay for our like YouTube TV like cable program. Okay. So I see like you watch this, you watch this. But I didn't watch any of those. But they are the links on Facebook that my mom obviously has clicked on. And it says, like, you're two minutes into this Steven Crowder video, and it's, like, a picture of him dressed up as an Asian man going, oh, ho, 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 ho. So it's, like... That's wild, bro. It's, it's wild because they use your certain information that you can totally look into, and we just choose not to because they make it so 
demandingly hard to find that link then you click onto the bottom of the web page and then you click on the options and you click on the top right with the three little dots and then you finally eventually found it you have to watch a YouTube video just to find out which buttons to click on to find where it is but they legally have to give you an option to show you where it is even though it's incredibly difficult to find and the, even though it's use. incredibly difficult to find that's on purpose so right right now what I've been doing is I've been going to school on like through Google to learn how to be a UX designer. Okay. So that's a U, it's called, it's user experience designer. Okay. So I don't make the app's uh, core, like skeletal system, but I make its face and I make the buttons and I choose the colors and I choose where the buttons lead to and I choose what the buttons look like and I choose if you slide it, I choose if you push it, I choose if you wipe it away, I choose if it fades in, fades out, I choose the aesthetics, I the, the, the aesthetic. user friendliness, everything that the user sees, I decide uh -huh. and then everything that I decide gets interpreted into what the back, uh, back load and the front load all operate and they all code. And so I'm just the the guy that makes the YouTube buttons, you know? Yeah. And so what I learned doing this is that if there's something that you find hard to find on a web page or an app, it's on purpose. Yeah. Because right? anything that you find easy, it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. So therefore something must be hard because it's you can't have everything easy to find and well actually that's not true you can but they choose not to because there's more revenue in people who don't know that they control their ads than there are people who can easily turn off their ads right so and it's it's just crazy it's that's this this is what i'm leading to is that this is the negative side we were talking about the positive side where now you have so many options so many choices mm -hmm. but now the negative side is that there's a domino effect happening and so there's certain things they're leading to Congress such as Instagram and like Facebook bought Instagram and Instagram is owned by Facebook and now Facebook has all these uh, internal uh, audits on itself to find like comp how the competition is doing, how they're doing, how they could do better and how they could do better is by pushing this much ads to this many people and then they push beauty products to women and then all of a sudden they realize that there's teens on their ad on their app and they say like the guy the head of ceo or um i can't remember his name but um he was just in congress yesterday and they showed him a video of talking to that this the girl that was on like disney channel and she was saying like i had like instagram when i was like eight i know you're not supposed to when you're until you're 13 but i had it and then he was literally on the video call and he's like oh i, don't, I can't hear that he said that and he's like and then they brought it up and he's all like, that was an error judgment at that time in my life. And then the congresswoman was like, you see how that could have been a learning point. Like you could have changed something about Instagram to where it's not appealing or at least it's more strict on who can get on it. Right. So but they did nothing. In fact, they have internal audits that show what they show those younger children and what beauty products they show them. And then they get them addicted. They, they show them other people that look pretty. And then they show them how they look pretty and what they do and what their diet is and what products they use and what they put on their face and what car they drive. And eventually it leads to this feeling that um, that a whistleblower was pointing out that 
these young girls are realizing what they don't have and what they post on Instagram is a pretend and like a illusion of what they their best self is but in reality they get off the phone and they realize that reality sucks and I can't be in this um, escapist in Instagram technology forever and so I hate myself but online it looks like I love everyone and I get everything because I have everything but in reality I hate myself I'm ugly I don't have money I don't have a car and then some have committed suicide yeah it internalizes deeply so the negative side of the internet is I feel outpacing the positives yeah and maybe that's intentional like I've been talking about that lately like it sounds super conspiratorial but like perhaps that once so much power is you know possessed or whatever you want to call it taken by certain large groups like Facebook or the metaverse or whatever, right? Maybe it could be now contracted to actually create a problem. So therefore we have to censor the internet more because you can't censor it if there wasn't a problem, right? You know, so like you censor like 4chan and shit, right? But generally social medias, in my opinion, most of them are creating bigger issues, whether it's psychological, it's actually physical at certain points, it, it, it it's an issue. But what if it's intentional almost, like low key, like, these people are out of control and they're being told what to do by shareholders and they're, therefore the fate is just up to however it turns out, you know? Well, that sounds like that's probably going to crash and then theoretically now we have to give consent for there being censorship because look at how January 6th happened and look at how these other crazy things are happening because of the internet. It's like it's not the internet. It's the social media platforms and the way that they're made and the way that they're designed to farm us into a psychological way of thinking. You know, yeah, and I definitely think I'm just saying because dom domestic terrorism is on a rise. Like it could be like a trap, domestic you know, terrorism for all we know, is on right? Rise. <sighs> for you to like incriminate yourself on fucking platforms, you know. This episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast is sponsored by. Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance in Reedley and Orange Cove, California, of course. If you're in the local area and you're looking for insurance, that's the guy to go to. I don't know what the fuck you're doing just sitting around going, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, farmers because I see the commercial. Nah, this man right here will provide you with great rates. He takes payments super easily and he offers, obviously, this great insurance that we all need while we're out there driving or boating or renting or you're worried about what else you worried about you need insurance for something else we got a lot of worries in the world if you didn't notice but let alfredo quell your worries over there at academy west insurance the one-stop shop for all your insuring needs call alfredo up right now at 559-638-3800 and be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast so he can set you up with your insuring needs ASAP. That's Academy West Insurance. My boy Alfredo Vargas over there looking sharp in the suit. Hit him up. What are you still doing? Listening to a fucking podcast or something? That's the craziest thing is that the internet 
is going to outlive us all. It, yeah, it's been here before. We've tapped into it too, theoretically, right? right. So, and that's that's just the thing that I think about most of the time is that how the government's been uh, the hand of the government in your life has been uh, cut, and it goes hand in hand, huh, hand in hand with the big business in the sense of you know how radio was a thing and then the government was strong enough to stay in in pace with radio and then it censored certain things you can't say certain things on the radio Mm -hmm. and then television became a thing and there's only three channels and then all of a sudden you can watch other things and then they made certain things t pg and pg-13 rated r and stuff so the government was keeping pace with the technology but by the time we reached the internet and to the present, something has broken down the government's regulation of modern society enough to where we're living in the wild west of misinformation and disinformation. Disinformation, so too, is, is key, yeah. The, the government regulation is no longer, not only not keeping pace, but it is not present whatsoever. You right. can... And no matter what your age, you could download Instagram yeah. because there's no government uh, cooperation to uh, uh, enforce. Right. So what I'm saying is there's no radio had a pace, TV had a pace. And then now we're living in an era where we almost wish there was regulations. But I don't know what comes of that. I don't know what direction we can i don't know what step we could take that has a name right now that would lead to a positive change because like i said i feel like the negatives right now are out racing the positives so i don't know what will become what i don't know what the finish line of the negative effects looks like and i don't know what the positive one looks like but obviously i really wish the positives were outweighing the negatives right now. Me too. I think most people do too. And I think some people have more faith than I do. You know, I'm not pessimistic, but I mean, gosh, bro, like some things are pretty wild and I feel like it affected me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, being online and having this online presence that's separate from who you physically are, but it's still part of who you are somehow. Mm-hmm. But yet it's so detached and a poor way to communicate and it's so far from each other, but yet we feel so instantly connected. It's like we're living in a hologram. Like we decided to live in a virtual space and only find out about what's going on with me and what, what trophies I want to put on my wall and happy moments that I have to post and to share, you know, or super sad moments because I want people to pity or whatever it is, bro. You know, it's a, it's a really complex thing that almost disconnects us further, but somehow connects us. And I feel like that to me is like illusion in this weird way. It's like magic type shit, you know? But I also see why people find like uh, solace in it because I really think that the drive here is like for physical reality to become so overbearing to where we only want to live in a virtual space. Because right now that's what everyone feels like. Like almost like life is fucking shit and fuck Biden and fucking this and you know what I mean it's like everything sucks ass like if only I could go somewhere and escape you know at the same time of the metaverse kind of saying we're gonna fill that role you know it's really a strange thing like it's almost like 
is their own little spin on the way that all this direction goes kind of to make us hate the physical world so we want to live in a virtual space because that's already a set up market worth trillions right i think the system i think it's like black mirror shit bro like we're in a black Black, mirror episode dude like you know like we're we're heading that way the saddest part about it is that like we see it coming most of us do, and we make jokes and small talk like, oh, yeah, this shit's getting crazy, you know, but we don't do anything because we don't know what to do. Like you said, we don't know what the answer is, you know. Thought, have, thought we'd have leaders that understood this shit more than us, but I don't know. Don't have faith in it lately. <laughs> That's by design. Or did I ever, right? So like I, mean, I, I think said, it is by design because... If there's a button you see, it's because someone was paid for you to want to see that button. Right. If there's a button you to find it really hard to find, it's on purpose. Just like you said right now, you're losing faith in the system that was built around you. It's on purpose. In California, the last proposition that was tried to pass to make it um, illegal to, to not have a doctor on site for dialysis patients mm-hmm. when they're getting their kidneys filtered, right. that failed because the dialysis centers pushed... Uh, advertisements and on the advertisements were just a bunch of old people that they got to say if this passes they're gonna close my dialysis center and then I'll have nowhere to go and I'll die you know because they'd rather enforce their card in their hand that says well if you pass this I'm gonna leave California and let all these motherfuckers die then make it illegal to not have a doctor on site because these people were getting uh, um, nurses were getting caught and like arrested because they were using like half the treatment for them and then, then whittling it down, diluting it with water because they're selling the other shit or they're marking it up or they're charging them way too much and keeping them an hour too long when in reality they turned off the, t- the fucking machine an hour ago. So they wanted a doctor on site and it failed. So they wanted a doctor on site so he could oversee and make sure everything's going they as planned. They wanted a doctor on site to know all the prescriptions are being filled and certain things. And then they wanted the people to get the right medication levels. And they wanted a doctor there. So, they so that was questions. that is not the case. There's not, not going to be a doctor There's on not case. a doctor there. So now what is the fate of all that then? Just people still doing what they're doing and selling blood? Still, they're selling blood to other people or what? No, they're not selling the bad blood from the kidneys. But... I'm saying there's malpractice going on because there's no doctors on hand. There's only nurses, you know, and nurses are great. And I'm saying, but there's a Hippocratic oath the doctor takes. So they need to keep all their medication levels. Right. You know, they need to make sure that they come in and they have questions like every human does, but they can't get those answers and they can't get the feedback and the quality of service that they require. If I, my grandfather or my grandparents were alive and they were going to a dialysis center, I would want a doctor to be there. Mm-hmm. You would think a doctor's there. You would think I would want one there if I were going through that. Exactly. You would think that's common knowledge. You would think that was a common asset. But Just like if there's someone like that's like, I don't know, an OBGYN or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I want an actual OBGYN out there. I don't want just some nurse dudes that are just got, they went to like college for a couple of years and found this job. You know, I don't know what that's how the dialysis spots are but i'm just saying man like it's very alarming that we don't have proper oversight proper leadership placed in places where it's absolutely necessary and instead we're just scrambling and i think that obviously the united states whatever you want to call our system of approach to make more money is based off of chaos because chaos is always prevalent so we know how to monetize off of chaos 
So that's the perpetuation, I feel like, of most of our po political values and all this stuff is it ultimately uh, financially compensates chaos, things being almost worse, like the homeless population in California. These people take more money from taxpayers to do less with it almost and not provide actual treatments. And they get paid bigger bonuses and this and that, you know, bigger salaries. If it's not going good, your salary should be dwindling. You shouldn't be getting bonuses if there's still a huge po uh, homeless population. As far as I'm concerned, the money that's getting taken and allocated is not going to the right places and not taking care of the actual problem. Right. Kind of like here in Reedley, where all of a sudden they want to send us new trash cans. When my trash cans are fine, none of them are broken. They work great. But they want to send every single person in the city new trash cans. I thought, well, what a waste of money. If every, Most people's are fine. If one's broken, they call and they come bring them another one and take the old one. Why are you giving us all new ones? But you're changing the same rate. You're charging the same rate. And these trash cans are going to be smaller. So you'd rather make the investment now to make all new trash cans smaller. Because in the long run, you're going to save a little more on how much you're going to actually be able to take and dump per week. Based off of the rate staying the same and going up even though the trash cans are getting smaller. Like, you know, these are like counterintuitive economic reasons here, like logic here, like in my opinion, as a taxpayer, as a person that's taken some economics classes, I'm all for people making money and having a good living, but I just don't understand sometimes like what we're trading off. And also what's going to happen to all those old trash cans? They're just going to go to some dump too and just sit there. Are they going to recycle all those motherfuckers right away? I really highly doubt that. So that's all raw material just sitting somewhere else in a landfill, you know, to save a couple bucks. So someone else can get a bonus around Christmas time. Maybe. I don't fucking know. What's the, but it's craziness, bro. Because like, then we want to complain about people not being paid the right wages, but that money has to come from somewhere. Where does it come from? Mm -hmm. You know? And if you want, the thing that I always go back to is that when I'm thinking these thoughts about like who, why did they do this in the first place is a good step in the right direction would be to look up who would even make that decision in the first place? Was it the mayor? You know what I mean? Do you like you don't know? Like let that, but to uh, fact check myself, um, the proposition I'm talking about was in 2020, and there was a Proposition 23 Dialysis Clinic Requirements Initiative. Okay, that's that's the dialysis thing we were talking about earlier. Right. It's crazy. It is crazy, but you know. And yeah. it kind of all circles back to like I feel like having poor leadership, and 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 obviously. We could have better, but that's not how the game works. It's like who's most popular, who can convince as many people to vote for them because they'll say they're going to do so many things that they may or may not even do. You know? Yeah. It's pretty alarming because there's a lot of people that in the in the public sphere, even the popular vote, that people would, would like to vote for if they ran for president basically. Like basically a, a good example of that is recently that I see is Kyle Rittenhouse. Everybody like is like basically acting like this fool's going to be a politician in the future because he has a popular moment, That's you know, crazy, because right? he defended himself and shot some. You know, it's pretty wild yeah, that like this traumatized him. kid, I would think, is actually just going to go be a politician and ride this political fun. Him being on comedy podcasts, you name it, dude. Right. He it's was already on Tucker Carlson and he was already on Steven Crowder. Right. So it's, I think it's funny how like. I the even the the prosecution team against him wasn't arguing. It was all already in bad faith in the first place. So I, but I believe not, not like I believe, but I'm not one to 
fight the system that's already been put in place. So he got not guilty. So I believe that like he's then he's right. And also the story we originally heard was sounded way different than what it actually right. came out to be too. So but that's kind of something to cope with as a normal person watching what we thought was journalism. You know, obviously I don't think the system works. I'm totally in for change of the system because like if you look at it and you know that the judge did not let anyone on in the trial and the videos be viewed at, that were a week before where he was just a film of kind of really house watching like black people come out of a target and he was like if I had my AR right now I just like say he's like shoot him or something I forgot what he said exactly I need to look up the video but they weren't allowed to see that video and also they weren't allowed to treat the victims the people he shot and call them victims but they were allowed to be call them looters so there was a case of bad faith and then the prosecution team themselves wasn't questioning whether or not he was guilty or not of murdering people you, they were questioning whether or not he's defending himself right so in the sense that they already failed the case of the first step in their minds so that the whole problem was the whole bad faith argument and so but what i was saying is that he got not guilty so if you if you wanted him to be guilty or something appeal it sure that's in the system but for now the system says he's not guilty so he's not guilty um but that's it is a crazy story it's a crazy story but also like i mean how if I got in that situation, right, like, and I went somewhere to, like, you know, police a situation, and I'm not a police officer, you know what I mean, and I and I had killed someone, I'd be traumatized as fuck too, though. I wouldn't be going on like podcasts talking about like how I like thick girls and shit, and telling telling Tucker Carlson that I didn't even know what white supremacy was, even though when I went to jail, clearly I had to run with the whites because that's what happened. So don't, why didn't you bring that up? You know, he's not. You didn't see any of that in there, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Because I know I did. I know a lot of people that when they go to jail, they know what I'm talking about. You have to run with the crowd. It has to be the, the whites, which is mean Peckerwoods and white supremacists. Some of them aren't, but they have to run with the white. And usually there's those OG motherfuckers that are, you know. Then you then you run with the blacks if you're black generally. You run with the other if you used to be a gangster or you just don't want to claim anything like I did, you know. But it's interesting because he didn't talk about that. Like he just said how professional the COs were and stuff. It's pretty wild. You know, and I didn't even watch that whole interview because I don't want to. It, they're glorifying certain things in a really, really weird framing scenario. But at the same time, I don't know, man. Like you said, he's not guilty. So it is what it is. I think it's just weirder that he's now like people are basically acting like he's going to be a politician. Like already. That's a crazy thing. Like he's going to be the mayor of That's fucking somewhere in Wisconsin thing. or some shit. Like you, He's a teenager. He killed two people, injured the third. And he's qualified in Matt Gates' eyes or Lauren Bobert. They both offered him a position to run in their cabinet. But these guys are populists, dude. And that's what I mean. Like, it's about popular demand anymore. That's like, why the fuck would Bobert well, always have, have guns in every fucking thing she's ever at? You know? It's because, like, don't get me wrong. Cool. Like, you know, own your right. gun. But you're, you're trying to get a crowd that just wants to always have guns or that you're clearly stating, like, I stand for the Second Amendment. But it's so loud and obnoxious. It's kind of like, dang, like. You're basically like, if this was like a flashy game, like you're like a pimp, like, you know, you look like a pimp, like you got all the shit and you're just trying to like be like, live a lifestyle like me, vote for me so you can live your lifestyle like me. Like it's this weird thing where it used to be more about values and actual longevity and what our future children hopefully will maintain having and yada yada. But now it's just like right here, right now, you know, we need to get the popular guy because look, everyone likes this person. Vote him in next. 
you know, and most people probably will. Yeah. We're coming to a time where, like, like you know, I think that the next politicians that are going to be running for president, you name it, bro, um, would be probably people that we wouldn't expect to, other oh, than for being popular, or they were an act, they were an actor before or something, right? Like Ronald Reagan, how he just somehow persuaded everyone that he was doing such He's great things. But I see a lot of hell that came out of that that fucking period. Hell yeah! And I, it's crazy to watch people like be like, he was a good president, you know? It's like, dude, he was an actor. And when you watch that footage, actor. you can tell he's trying to gain. The, the 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 mindset and the lives and the support from basically the Bible Belt and only that. You know what I mean? And everyone else is a shameful character practically, you know? Even though it sounds so nice, kind of like this uh, very statesman-like talking, it was pretty corrupt, bro. Just, same thing with Obama, bro. He did hella things that were pretty corrupt. But he swindled us pretty good because he talked so damn good. But at least when things of tragedy would happen, at least he'd come out and say some some shit. To keep everyone calm, you know what I mean? Yeah. He tried to actually kind of unite in these weird ways, but it also was kind of just a show. It always is, and we yeah. know that now. You know, I didn't know that as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. but now I know that. But I think most people should know that by now if they're older than me. Right. You know, they've seen lots of presidents and politicians come and go. They've seen Schwarzenegger be the governor of fucking California, the governor. You know, the governor. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's Rambo. <laughs> what a. Going back to our initial uh, conversation is most things in our life swing like a pendulum. And you could, most of us, because of age, are forced for the pendulum to die down somewhere in the middle. Like my mom, for instance. take She's a Republican, but she, she votes for all these things. And she doesn't even uh, watch the news. She doesn't, like, de- envelop it. Yeah, because of Facebook, now she's radicalized, sure. But before that, she was just Republican. And she was only Republican because she was Christian. And she's Christian, therefore she's Republican. Right. And for the general scheme of it, she's Republican. And so she votes for all these things, and she votes for Trump, and she votes for anything the Republican Party says because it's like a sports team and not like a way of life. Or what well, is to her, I guess. But like, you know what I mean? Like a sports team. And yeah. you always root for the sports team even when they're losing. So the problem with that is that for her pendulum, she for her age it's swinging we don't know anything about politics and we think we live in a society and then we understand the society and we want the society to change for the better and then it swings and it says we're nothing we can do nothing there's nothing we can do and i'm not going to vote because that's bs and no matter what my vote doesn't matter and it swings again it's like this is changing and these people are crying out for help and i'll join them in the streets of the protest i don't i'm I'm not black, but I, it's not up to me to decide if Black Lives Matter now or not. They're telling me Black Lives Matter, and it's up to me to uh, join them or say, make up something else and disagree with them, but not say why you disagree with them. And then it swings back to be like, this is all bullshit and there's nothing we can do. And then we die down somewhere in the middle where we vote a certain way because it's easier to do that because somebody else is thinking for us and we just say, all right, you need my vote, here you go. Right. The problem with the pendulum swing for us personally with, when it regards to politics is that this group of people, this might be a false, uh, uh, this might be a false uh, a duality, like a false uh, two choices. There could be obviously uh-huh. more choices, but uh-huh. there's like a group of people that are going to be affected by your policy votes change 
and then there's a group of people where they where they won't feel anything at all because they're already set up. Right. And what that means is that you might be a pendulum swinging and it dies down somewhere in the middle and you just vote for one blue or one red because that's your sports team. But the group that feels every single change, that's the group that'll be constantly adapting, not because they don't want their pendulum to change, but because they're forced to change. Uh Their pendulum swings much longer than this safe group that doesn't feel anything because they don't have a dialysis center that they need because their kidneys are fine. They don't get falsely accused in New York subway stations because they're not black. You know what I mean? So these this group, it does not feel their vote, does not feel the weight of change or difference. But this group does. So they're forced to have their pendulum continuously swinging between I need a change, I need to do something to change the world around me, to my vote is bullshit and I'm not going to vote at all. Right. So I, to our initial conversation is everything in our life is a pendulum and everything is swinging both ways. We're not good all our life and there's bad people and there's bad people that are all our life and they don't like the good people that's bullshit that's a black and white look on the sense right of reality the reality is that there's way more gray than there is black and white yes and so if we stop our pendulum in the middle when it regards to politics we are no longer growing and we're okay with the way things are and the way things are can only get worse because if you want them to get better, then you have to change. Right. You have to change first, and then and then the reality around you changes. And just like to bring it down to a more grasp, grasping like grounding reality is like a person who is like an alcoholic or addicted, they have to go to rehab. No one else can like force them to go to rehab. Well, they can't technically, but they have to go to rehab for themselves they have to make the change and they have to make certain steps like certain distractions or certain coping mechanisms they have to change it they can't go oh absolutely something went wrong in my my job i'm gonna drink they have to change that that river canal switch that train switch from going from something bad happened to me my answer is alcohol they have they have to change that and they have to choose to change that that's the hardest part Because they have to decide for two weeks, they have to break a habit. And for two weeks, they have to make a new habit. So if something bad happened to me, I'm going to journal. And when I journal, I'm not drinking. And when I journal for two weeks or more, it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, it's like brushing your teeth. It no longer bothers you, but you do it. Because yeah. it's mundane, but we're human. And we all have to take shit. And we all have to brush our teeth. And we all have to learn to not do the bad coping mechanisms. We have to switch them out. And it does, I don't give a shit what you choose. It could be journaling. It could be whatever the fuck you want. But it has to be something you choose or else you're not going to do it. Right. So I think I really hope this persuades someone that they can't let their pendulum die. When it regards to politics, they have to be continuously learning and they have to be continuously adapting and they have to continuously believe that I'm willing to change if further information or facts are uncovered. I believe a certain way, but I am also willing to change with new information. 
Otherwise, we're all going to die down eventually in the middle, and we're going to be like, fuck you. You're different than me. Yeah. Boom. Right. I don't value your opinion because we disagree. Right. My mind only works. There's good people and there's bad people, and obviously I'm a good person, so you're a bad person. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of hostility. That's a good way to look at it, Cam. It's just... Like, it's a really interesting way to look at it because that's that's putting it into perspective of what we're going through as a society or whatever, you know? That's why I honestly think about making my own app that would be like, not... It'd be like your whiteboard. That's where I got the original inspiration. It'd be like a whiteboard and it'd come out with like a certain word out of the dictionary. And it would build upon the theory that maybe something's being lost in translation. Like, say, for instance, the app would just be a whiteboard. And the, to this week's word is respect. And every user writes a paragraph, or it doesn't need to be a minimum or maximum. They write what their personal definition of respect is. And then they hold it up to the light. They write it on the whiteboard. And everybody can read your definition of respect. And on the app, they can, like, uh, choose someone to have like rebuttal or debate and there will be rules like there's no whataboutisms uh-huh. there's no, no opinion pieces and if you, there's any quotes or someone then you have to cite your source gosh you mean an app that actually helps iron and iron like you know yeah. that's the move dude so I think what this would show is take for respect for instance it would show that some people view respect as someone with authority and it would show respect to someone else means they're a human being as much as I'm a human being. Their point of view comes out of their eyes just as my point of view comes out of my eyes. Yeah. So some people might see it as a you are higher than me, therefore I have a modicum of respect for you, like a boss or a principal or a teacher or a cop. Right. Or other people view respect as it's not me believing in your work but it's me saying that your space is your space and i'm not gonna hurt you physically or i'm not gonna yell at you spit at you verbally you know what i mean the words that come out of your mouth i'm gonna give you the modicum of respect which is i would want someone to listen to what i'm saying so i gotta listen to what you're saying you know but it's the same word right so that's what i think would be at least a step in a direction. You know what I mean? Instead of just like, hey, here's a wall. Plaster whatever bullshit you want on it. Right. You know? Because, like, that's what Twitter is. It's just like, plaster this fucking shit that's going on in your brain right now that probably, like, I'll go back and delete tweets, bro, because I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? That doesn't even, it doesn't even make (laughs) sense. Some probably would scroll by and was like, what the fuck is Tyler tripping? And it's like, no, I thought I was going for something, but it just, like, came out. But why didn't I have that decision-making quality to just be like, nah, I'm not going to post that like there's just why it's not meaningful it has no reason to be posted but the problem with twitter is it's designed to almost not be substantial like it's very minimal it's mostly just like slap your shit up here and someone else will slap against it and they'll slap back and forth you know i yeah you're right it's definitely like and instead it's like you said it ends up being what aboutisms a lot of folly you know yeah i definitely think Twitter is a good example of the negatives outpacing the positives. Right. Positives are like the Me Too movement. Yeah, it sucks for people that were rapists, but like at the same time, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, the singer that Daddy, you get your passport. Oh yeah, Did R. You Kelly. Get your shots. R. Kelly's R. in Kelly. jail. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is in court right now. Epstein was murdered. Right. You know what I mean. Things happen. I'm not necessarily thinking that they were they did it the right way, and I'm not saying that everyone that's getting canceled it deserves it. Uh, I definitely think that's a whole nother lane of negativity. But I think. That's not enough positive change in the world to outpace the negative bullshit that comes out of Twitter. Say, for instance, I had a friend growing up going to church with me because my parents were religious. And I no longer go to church anymore. But when I was younger, I did with my family when I lived with him. And uh, I had a friend that goes there and he was um, very uh, conservative. And he, when... We became adults, obviously, now, and then we, we haven't seen each other in that much. But the only way I kept in contact with him, not because I chose to give him contact, but he was he was on Twitter and I was on Twitter. And he, he would retweet things, he would quote things or something. And then all of a sudden the Ahmaud Arbery case happened. Ahmaud Arbery was gunned down, shotgun. Mm-hmm. They just barely got uh, convicted and they're guilty. But that didn't happen until months later he was dead and the they leaked their own video evidence because they thought it was like see i'm obviously innocent but they were obviously guilty and they right just convicted anyways that happened and i posted something about it about him not even like he was just jogging and they just killed him and he sent me a thing saying that like He's done this in his past, and he's done this in his past. Therefore, he's a bad person. And then he sent me a cartoon depiction of Mon Mon Aubrey with a watermelon for a head, and I blocked him. Yeah, I was. That's wild, bro. Unreasonable. Unreasonable. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, like I understand what you're saying. I disagree with it, and this is what I'm saying. Right. It's no like reciprocal understanding of information. It's like, hey, you're dumb. I, Cameron, I know you're not this fucking stupid. He's dead for a reason. And then he sends me that picture. Right. And I blocked him. Right. So it's not. I could put it in a perspective good. like, 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 uh, not to make it about me, but like, for example, like if something happened and like i got shot in a parking lot or something like it could be viewed as like well good when he was 19 he got in some trouble and he was meant to go you know he had a great bodily injury on a police officer you know so he was a wild man he was a dangerous felon you know it could be like that but it'd be like dang this fool just got shot in the parking lot for doing nothing like it was drive-by like what the fuck why did what do you mean you know kind of like with the rittenhouse thing well good had it coming. He was a pedophile. Glad he killed him. So then there's a support group that gets behind it because, like, there's actual justice by gun, you know? But I don't know, man. Why were those people even out, though? That's another question. Where the government failed. Why were these people that were clearly dangerous Why and pedophiles he... and shit out even out of jail at all running around burning shit down? Like, you know? Right. Why was he even out of jail? Why right. He... That's man. what I mean. Like, you know? Because, man, people put people away for 20-plus years for some weed in their pocket. But then these people are just out running around after touching little kids and shit. You know? No. Not equal. And I think most people would agree. There's a hierarchy to the crime. You know? Almost. Like there's a there's a prioritization of who needs to go and who doesn't. You know? Yeah. And it's 
I wish I want, like I said, I want the positives to outweigh the negatives. I do. I do too. I do but too. But as far as Twitter is concerned, I think the negatives are uh, outweighing the positives. Absolutely. Right now. Like I, I get certain companies are coming forward and being better than they were and they're recycling and they're changing their product to be more eco and then friendly and stuff. But And then all of a sudden Netflix comes out about a documentary about how paper straws aren't helping shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's good that people are trying to do, but as of 2021, the negatives far outweigh the positives. Right. So hopefully we come rolling in a better direction. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, like I said, you got to change yourself before you change the world around you. So I feel like I got to change myself. I'm That's why I'm doing the UX uh program and then i want to make my app and then i want to see i want to make the change that i want to see in the world yeah i want a foundational step forward then uh i could say all these bad things so much until i'm tired of talking and then i could sit there and not even give any type time to thinking of an idea of okay then what do we do instead no i'm too tired of talking i'm just too depressed now you know yeah i don't want to be like that i want to be like, okay, yeah, these are all negatives, but what can we do about it? Yeah. Not only what can we do about it, but what? how can I break that down into steps? All right, and then tomorrow, I'm going to do step one. And that's it. Yeah. It's so easy to look at where you want to be, but the only people that get there are the people that took the steps in that direction to get there yeah right we all want to go to a concert right now we all want to go but you have to buy a fucking ticket stuff. right and you have to drive there you have to do and you have steps. to have a dd to drive you home because you're probably gonna get faded you right. know what i mean yeah i get you exactly so we just got to be willing to put in as much time working on a step than we do repeating bad habits yeah we gotta choose to go to rehab we got to choose to talk about things with an open mind and not just shut down the other side too. Like, you know, those kind of little things, those little victories that we don't, we don't really value highly in our society as a victory though, as success. But I think it is a very under appreciated form of success, a very under, um, even under, uh, shown, like people don't show that much anymore. Like, you know, this, uh, this reciprocation, you know, Mm -hmm. and also part of the app, I, I want, you just gave me an idea. I would love to have, a debate section not to like two web zoom calls just arguing with each other and like you can't really understand what they're saying because yeah. one mic is just a little louder and one mic's all of a sudden a little louder and you know what i mean yeah what's going on right now is bullshit nothing's happening no one's changing and there's no incentive to change yeah so it's just not really arguing points but more like a oh i'm gonna cut this five seconds and i burned him yeah. Oh, she sounds stupid. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think if I were to make this part of the app, I would say you have the word, you define it, and then they have the word, and they have a rebuttal debate of the same length, so like 30-second video, like a TikTok or something, and it's like this is the word, and this is my definition, and this is how it um, butts heads against your definition. And then call it like headbutt, right? And yeah. then, like I said, know what about him? So, some cite your sources and no uh, bad faith uh, arguments. And so, like, 
rules like that you know what i mean and so the other person can have like a rebuttal video and that video the rules for a rebuttal video could be like you have to re uh, you have to recite uh in your words what their argument is and then you add on to the argument because right. it's there's no point going forward in the debate if you're not hearing what they're saying. Yeah, and with great freedom comes great like responsibility right. and, and the way about the way that you possess your freedom and, and express your freedom right. and, and talk about things freely, you know? If I want rules if, and regulation, then I gotta start with myself. And, and there has to be rules, you know? We okay. can't throw, we, I feel like most of, most of society is just throwing the rules out the window because we have the freedom to do so. That's what I mean. We have to be more responsible with our freedom to remember there are rules. There are um, moral stances in, that exist. You know, there are differentiation, like like abortion's a big one. You know, like where it's a moral dilemma for people to decide against or for, right? But it should never have been political because we know political means oh well, but certain people can and certain people can't. It becomes this ugly le uh, legislative thing with human rights, reproductive rights, basically. You know, um, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm just saying, like, it's interesting because. I thought that was what Roe v. Wade was all about. It was about, hey, this is done. We can't fuck with this. You know, now everyone's like, no, no, no. We have to fuck with that. And I think it's just more stinky to, 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 to go a certain way with political values, you know, um, because it's a moral issue. And everyone can, I thought, empathize with someone else that you could say maybe is, does need to be in that situation, right. you know. The problem and benefit of our system, of our government regulation system is that you can go back and re reiterate something. But the problem with that is that who's reiterating it. So uh, take, for instance, in Washington, charter schools oh, were closed down. They Most of them were money schemes, and then they you invest in them, and then you enroll all these students, and they go to school for like a month, and then they see you close down, and you say you were bankrupted. And then you, the shareholders still get their cut of the, for the charter schools. Uh, they shot it down, so they all closed down. The next year, Bill Gates had like a, a he was a shareholder, and he, of passed, course, he was, and he passed enough. He paid enough lobbyists to get it back on the bill. So the next year, it was back on the bill. And in Washington, the population voted no again, against it again. And guess what? The next year after that, Bill Gates lobbied again to put it back on. I'm not like anti-Bill Gates or nothing. Or but that's just nothing. wild shit. But this is just fact. This is just what he did. Yeah. And so the, by on the third year, it was on the bills, on the voting booth. Then enough people voted yes on it. And so guess what? Charter schools are a thing in Washington State. So what I'm saying is that the problem with our government is that the idea of it is for past legislation to can be uh, revitalized and modernized to fit the society of the future. So no longer we own slaves, now everyone's free because we, our system can go back and add constitutional amendments. The problem with that is that the people that are trying to amend it right now are trying to turn legislation that was passed in, in our law since 1973, Roe v. Wade, passed 1973. Yeah. But like I said, picture the Bill Gates of uh, abortion uh, or pro-life 
the Bill Gates of pro-life, has just been lobbying it for that long. Right. And now that they have a majority of conservatives on the bench of the Supreme Court, it's looking like they'll res- they'll rescind it or they'll receive the legislation that passed 1973. 50 years ago. It's almost. not. It's not that the, the pro life is right or wrong or an abortion is right or wrong, but it's if you have enough money to push your agenda long enough, it's going to change. Right. So charter schools are in Washington State, and abortion might be illegal soon. Mm-hmm. That's government. That's our government specifically. Right. And I watched a video on TikTok the other day. I tried to um, watch only like uh, EU or Australian uh, people for a while, so my algorithm can change. And the majority of them talk about America. Not in the sense of we need to step in and they're messing up, but more in the sense of we're taking notes so we don't fail like they do. I That sounds pessimistic, but that's the general scheme of it all. They're not like, America will pull itself up, America will bring itself around, and America will do the right thing at the end of the day. They're going, all right, this is this what's happening, and we're taking notes so then our country doesn't do that. Right. So at the end of the day, they're not uh, faithful, I suppose, to America. It's not their home country, and so they're right. learning from our mistakes. Right. And that was a hard one to hear because I live here. Right. So I don't want to... I don't want to leave America. The The problem's still here, even if I leave. Right. You know what I mean? So I think the only other thing is I got to be part of the solution, not the problem. Right. And how do you do that? And right. like I said, that's the whole point is you don't know. So you need to set a goal and then you need to cut, divide that goal into steps and then do step one. That's it. Just do step one. And then think about the next one. And, then and when that opportunity might come for the third step, you might not be aware that it's almost there. And you have to take the step right when it comes. Because opportunities are everything, too. Timing. Everything. You yeah. know. Timing, for sure. Yeah. What a good show indeed, my friends. Thank you, Cameron, for rolling through, making the time to sit down with a friend and having an open conversation and helping continue make this show what it is. I hope that when we listen to this episode, you know, we actually look past just two dudes having a conversation too. What are they fucking talking about is what's really important. You know, me and Cameron always like to bounce ideas off each other. But some of these ideas, they're really critical to our well-being. They're really critical to who we are. Our societal values are in a... And in my opinion, I feel like they're in a place of danger. And I'm not a pessimist. I just feel like, what the fuck? You know? So having him on to have those conversations is a blessing in disguise. You know, it's a good time. But also, it's it's really important information. You know, I want to say the last time Cameron came on, we had talked about net neutrality. You know, these things that are super critical to the way that we're, we're, we're gaining our momentum into the future. And we don't even know what they are. You know? So thank you, bro, for helping me stimulate my mind and yours as well. 
and coming to enlighten, but also just to share, just to talk. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, listener, for tuning in and listening to the conversations that are flowing. And I encourage you to go have open conversations with people. And even if you think that maybe they won't agree, right? Try them out. See how far you can get before someone says, fuck you. Because I feel like we're getting pretty far here. So this world that we're told on the media all the time that exists where everyone ignores each other and doesn't agree and there's a civil war, I think that we need to put that in fucking check. And if you're with me, let's get it going. Have those conversations. Let iron sharpen iron. And don't be too aluminum to fucking do so. But that's enough of me telling you what the fuck to do because that's not my job. (laughs) My job's to entertain. Thank you for listening. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast. Thank you.